Oh man, it's freaking, it's already hot. It is hot. It's hot outside. We had, I don't know, three weeks of spring. I'm not sure. Yeah, but the po- this is the kind of the worst part because it's still hot as hell. I mean, it's now hot as hell, but there's still pollen. Pollen everywhere. everywhere. Anyway, we just this is a podcast where we complain about weather. I mean, there's so much to complain about. <laughs> it's called Weather Talks. Weather Talks. Uh, I'm Corey Kraft. I talk about the weather. I'm Rachel Morgan. I complain about the weather. Um, but 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 seriously, that's enough of those jokes. That was a jape. I don't know if you... I don't want our listeners being like, Whoa, did I download and start listening to the wrong podcast? No, you didn't. This is actually Side Talks. We were just joshing you. What if somebody was like, Wow, I actually didn't want to hear Weather Talks today. I really wanted to hear Side Talks. Yeah, well, you know, David Lynch does his daily weather report uh, on YouTube. You can check out Lynch telling you what the temperature is in Los Angeles. and He does it on his YouTube channel? I think so. Let's um, not go any further with that because everybody's going to jump off of here to go watch David Lynch talk about the weather. Yeah, and this is just always like, it's 78 degrees. I'm here in my workshop building a lamp. Um, and he, he's just always the best. I hope you have a great day today. Damn, I need to get more in tune with this. Yeah. Anyway, oh, let's go talk about movies. Let's talk about movies. Get ready for a five-minute fight. Five-minute round one fight. Oh, man, Corey. Your sleeves are rolled up. Five-minute fight time. This is going to be a mild fight. Uh, yeah, it really is, because I can't even believe what you're about to do. So, Brad, listen. go ahead and start the timer, because I can't even imagine... Corey couldn't possibly have much to say here. Well, I said most of what I would want to say last week when I offered my thoughts on Robert Eggers' The Northman. Um, which I, is a movie I very much like. It's not a movie that I love. I think I would say it's the third best of Eggers' three movies. That's after one viewing, though. I'm fully allowing that it could be like The Lighthouse and it could develop and, and become a richer experience for me on repeat viewings, but I've only seen it the one time. I liked it a lot. I don't love it. I had some issues with it. Now, I am genuinely surprised that you are coming in here today yep. and you yep. have, you know, guns fully blazing you're you're taking the position of course that this is a great movie i love this movie i think this is great here's what i don't understand okay what the hell do you want like what do you want i I went into it thinking you know (laughs) tempering my expectations because i had heard a little bitching from you i'd heard a little bitching from my friend candace who sometimes gets mentioned on this podcast Uh and it wasn't everything you look there's exploding i've made a list okay there's freaking exploding volcanoes yes okay there's nose biting and when i say nose biting i'm like bite they bite Bite the whole fucking nose right off the face yep and then and then that dude sticks around with no nose it's cool there's there's child speed stabbing like which is awesome yep there's wolf howling there's wolf there's wolf skin wearing yep there's a uh, village burning there's flying horses there's teeth tattoos uh-huh. there's witchery and there's bjork yeah and of course there's fucking viking vikings all, all so of this what else is do you correct want? I, I, as i said last time i i i think that the story is a little simplistic the the narrative framework on which all of this cool shit is hung is just a little too basic for me yeah. like the the revenge framework you expect some complication and there is a slight complication when nicole kidman's character really comes into her own that in like speech the, alone Corey. i know that's an incredible moment it's the best scene in the movie it right? is the best scene in the where where the the whole plot is kind of turned on its head 
And then I, I was like, okay, well, I'm settling down uh, into what is turning out to be kind of an anti-hero story. I mean, we've previously seen this character like maraud uh, what seems to be a fairly peaceful village and and lay waste to a bunch of people. So he was already kind of an anti-hero. But after that speech, everything that we've seen in the film is slightly recontextualized. What I didn't get is much follow through from the film after that, that, that really does, you know, stop and pause and examine, you know, what we've just learned. The movie doesn't really stop to breathe and stop to take all of that in. And I really did kind of miss that. I wanted a little bit more of a twist, uh, on, on the revenge plot and, Honestly, as it barrels towards its fated conclusion, and literally fated, because Bjork tells us that's exactly what's going to go down near the beginning of the movie, and, and sure enough, it does, I was expecting or hoping for a little bit more complexity than I got from the movie. Again, that's a mild criticism because of all the badass shit that this yeah, movie has. It is ultimately. a pedal to the floor film, yeah. and you want it to slow down. Some? I, I mean, do. this is like yeah, this is like me going to Davenport's Pizza, where I eat delicious pizza, and, Good pizza. Sa- and saying like, "Oh, they could have sprinkled just a tiny, tiny, tiny little bit more Parmesan around the edge of the crust." What are you talking about? Like this thing <laughs> fucking not... rules. This okay. thing rules. I don't. I don't look at a pizza like that and question that pizza and say, you know, you could give me a little more of that pizza. You that pizza, don't? The pizza could be just like 25.22222% crispier on because my impression, Because my impression of every other fucking five-minute fight we have ever had is is almost the direct opposite of what you're saying here. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah because you're, no, you're getting I- your fucking yardstick out and you're you're... You know, if I, we're continuing like the pizza metaphor, you're in the yardstick and you're just like, you're measuring it. the crust length and being like, well, this crust is inconsistent. F minus zero out of 10. Get this fucking movie out of my face. That's not true. I generally just go all out and I'm like, fuck mm, Tom Hanks. Okay. Fuck this person. Fuck that person. Fuck this movie. Fuck that movie. That's generally what I'm saying. I'm not just like, oh, we just didn't do exactly what I wanted. So this fuck thing, it. That's, this, that's this, what, like, no, that's not what I ever do. Okay. I pretty much like just flush it down the toilet. Fuck this thing. Yes, generally that is, that speaking, is what I'm saying. And and the fact that like now like I'm a, just, just like, like oh it's ninety nine 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 percent there. So that well, I mean that is the basis of this argument on a movie that I genuinely really really like. I just don't. I can't go all the way with it. I can't go all the way with it. What I heard was. Not coming in here excited about the Northman. I didn't hear you know like oh this thing rules and and list all the yeah, awesome I, shit that I listed. Instead, you were just like no, oh, it just wasn't. It didn't do quite enough. It didn't blow up enough buildings. It didn't burn enough villages yeah, to the I, ground. I, it didn't I have slaughter admit, enough baby infants. It didn't you know. I have to admit it didn't quite live up to my very lofty expectations. You that know what it reminds mean, me of? Remember when there was uh-huh. all that controversy around? Because it's like okay, well one thing I did appreciate was that they, it doesn't show like rape, right? And so you. Know that the remember when Dakota, what is her name? Dakota Dakota Fanning Fanning was in that film as a as a youngster, and there was a rape scene, and there had been all that hype about that rape scene oh, in this film. Oh yeah, 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 and yeah, then yeah, one, yeah. And then one critic was like, I don't know, I was disappointed. They didn't, you know, all the hype around it, and they didn't go very far with it. Wait, are That's you what saying? This reminds me of. Are, <laughs> Corey wrote that article. I don't have time to <laughs> unpack that on this podcast, but I I'm 
genuinely kind of shocked that that's the analogy that you're drawing with my slight, again, slight criticisms of a movie that I really, really like. Not enough rape. Okay. Sounds like there wasn't enough D in it for you. There was, there was, there was no D in this. Yeah. There's there's D in silhouette. Spoiler alert. There's no D in this film, but there are a lot of muscles. That guy's neck is going to eat his head. Oh, I know. Right. Imagine him at the chiropractor afterwards. Oh, shit. Oh, man. He needs it. Um, Okay. It's a really hard movie not to compare to The Green Knight because it came out so recently. Um, It's a very simplistic story, but told with such extreme detail. Um, and I kind of liked how it turned out to have us rooting for the asshole, essentially. Um, I think it needed more of the Valkyrie with braces on the horse, um, and Bjork, of course. And I can totally see how the studio kind of watered down his artistic vision. Um, mm-hmm. so some bonus points to Rachel for the fast child stabbing sound effects, um, <laughs> like Chucky, um, that, and that entire list Rachel listed off just made her win from the very beginning. So Rachel wins here by a long shot. Uh, this movie rules. It, we're living in the fucking upside down here because <laughs> I'm the one who usually comes in here. Who's like 10 out of 10, no notes, great movie. I'm genuinely and everybody gets Rachel's on me. Side. And then I, again, Slight criticism, slight criticism, and I, I can't. It, all of a sudden, the world's ending. It's just ridiculous. Listen. I'm accused of not wanting to see Dakota Fanning get raped in a movie or whatever the fuck just happened. Like, Jesus Christ! Um, well, I went to Sidewalk to see it on Saturday. Hell yeah! Did you like it? I fucking loved it. Yeah. Yes. I had to pee so bad that I w- and I wouldn't get up because I didn't want to miss anything. What would a Viking do? Just, just piss just, right yeah, fucking there in the seat well, and piss in and the seat. And then seats. eat the seat in front of you. <laughs> Um, well, I hope to see the Northman again and see the um, amazing movie that all of you have loved. And it's a really good movie that I like a lot. Um, but you didn't come in here excited enough. You didn't say it ruled. I, yes, you were. Right. You were tempering your excitement. Let me just go ahead and prep you for something. Uh-huh. If we can make it to episode, what is it, 300? And we're, we're headed that direction. Yeah. We are going to recite the, the Nicole Kidman speech because okay. it is awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. She's... The best performance in the movie. I, I love Nicole Kidman in this movie. Also, that shot of her on the hill when she screams, kill him! Yeah, yeah. Rules. Yeah, it does. It rules. Roll your mouse over the biscuit maker. Uh, uh, of, uh... <laughs> Echo, Foxtrot. Man, that's weird. Man, that's weird. It's gonna be weird. It's okay. kind of weird. Um, this is a weird man that's weird. I should hope so. Yeah, well, so I was watching a film called Vision Quest from 1985. Do you know this film? Not at all. Yeah, it's um it's kind of ridiculous. I don't want to I don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but I will. Um it's 1985, it's kind of worth it. So, it what I love about this film is it's a it's kind of a it's a very dark kind of look at high school and specifically one dude who's a, a wrestler in high school, I don't think it's supposed to – like, its intention isn't necessarily to be dark, but something about it is really kind of plays darkly. Mm-hmm. And uh, Matthew Modine is in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. The great and, Matthew Modine. Yes. And uh, I can never say her name right. Linda Fiantor, Fian, Fiorentino? Foran, yes, that. Okay. It was actually her first starring role, a role that she oh, got nice. directly – she went, I think, to undergrad for – philosophy or psychology or something but then went to acting school and yeah. she it was her first audition out of acting school she got this she hit this and got cast she just came up in in a conversation today because i think I, I was talking with some friends about after hours the scorsese yeah, movie yeah she's in that very 
briefly. Yeah, she's a, she's in this thing, and so is Jake Ryan, as in um, Sixteen Candles. Jake Ryan. Oh, I don't wow. know the gentleman's name, but he didn't act much, and this was one of his other films. Yeah, I don't remember that dude's name either. So anyway, it it is again has this kind of weird vibe to it. But I will say that throughout, I think it, you're supposed to kind of be like, oh, you know teenage guy stuff and more teenage stuff in high school and wrestling in high school. And it's, you know, kind of like a dark karate kid kind of, and, but you know, all this. And then at the end, there's this really monumental moment. He's a, he's a winner Mm -hmm. shocker. I mean, I don't think that's going to spoil anything for anybody because it's the eighties and it's a, you know, fighting movie and you're probably, probably going to win. Well, he's winning and they've lifted him in the air. And then over voiceover, Matthew, Matthew Modine's character does this weird thing. That's like, and then the sun sets and we all die alone. And you're like, wait, where the hell what? did that voiceover come from? Like, it's so weird. It's like a triumphant high school moment. And then it's like, as the sand blows, we are all dead. We all die without another person. It's anyway. Wait, so is Modine the, the central character who's yes. in a fighting tournament? He is. He's kind of a lanky guy. He's not like a muscular fella. But that's part of it is he's trying to drop weight to play, to wrestle in a lesser uh, wrestling. I gotcha. Cast. I gotcha. I he's gotcha. wrestling shoot. Who is sure. who is just pure muscle, and the dude they cast is absolutely. I'm like, holy shit, does, that guy is lean as hell. Yeah, I don't even know how somebody gets to that point. And there's a lot of like that peg wall climbing stuff, you right? Know, from right, class. Right, right, there's right. a lot of that kind of shit. Yeah, uh, but and there's a lot. It's a very talk about dad movie. It's like mom's <laughs> gone, dad's raising him. Dude at the that he works with, the, the manager he works with is a dude. They go see granddad. Like it's a very yeah, it's, it's a very dude movie. It's men fact, wrestling. Men wrestling and talking about how much they don't know about women's anatomy. Sure. It was a big theme in this thing. Cool. Anyway, I got to thinking about it, and uh-huh. I went to get – it's such a strange film, so I'm going to go dig into it a little bit, see what I can find out. As strange as everything as I've just laid out for you, the film's – research I could do on the film via IMDb, IMDb, and Wikipedia and all that kind of rot, couldn't really find anything interesting. Mm-hmm. So what I bring you today – is some notes about Matthew Modine. Okay. Because Matthew Modine does have some interesting stuff. You ready? Yeah. First of all, I like to play a game called Guess How Tall He Is. Can you guess? You, you mentioned Lanky. Yeah, he's he's a fairly tall fella, or he appears to be in a lot of his uh, screen appearances. So I'm going to guess that he's a, uh, a, a handsome six foot two. Wow, that's a really good guess. Yeah. Very close. He's 6'3". Okay. He's kind of a big guy. Yeah. Um, to me, I mean, certainly to me. Anyway, here's what's going to blow your mind, Corey. Okay. He was originally offered Tom Cruise's role in Top Gun, which part of why what? I wanted to talk about that today after doing a little research, because that is obviously very relevant to us. Because, but, okay, Top yeah. Gun comes out the same year as Full Metal Jacket. So it's not like he's coming off of Full Metal Jacket and Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson are like, that's who we want. Isn't it nuts? It's not even out yet. Isn't it nuts? That's nuts. So, but he turned it down, which is doubling down on the nuts because he's, you know, that's crazy, right? As you're mentioning, but he turned it down because he was against it politically. He said he felt like it was pro-military and he didn't want to have, it is pro-military. Indisputably. Didn't want to have anything to do with that. And that tracks given that he's the lead of Full Metal Jacket. Well, I mean, that's the other thing is here he is. Then he does three movies about the Vietnam War. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, what is it? Streamers, nineteen eighty three. I've never even heard Birdie of Birdie from nineteen eighty four. Full Metal Jacket, eighty seven. I know Birdie. Birdie's the Alan Parker movie, right? Yeah, I think uh, about so. Yeah. Vietnam vets who come home and have uh, some issues. So, um, yeah, okay. Here's a random fact too that I don't even know why anybody highlighted, but somebody wanted to point out that he is the only actor to have worked with both Stanley Kubrick and Christopher Nolan. 
<laughs> Terrific. <laughs> Good Great. on him. Good on him. Uh, well, get, get um, I don't know, Todd Field or I almost said Sidney Pollock, but Sidney Pollock's no longer with us. Who else is in fucking Eyes Wide Shut besides Tom and Nicole? No, that who, clock is ticking. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think this is a fun fact about him. His his mother was a bookkeeper and his father was a drive-in movie theater manager. Oh, which is nice. kind of adorable. Yeah. And then perhaps the most interesting point, my favorite fun fact about Matthew Modine, which is going to then connect me a bit to this other individual, which I'll mention a couple of things about, is that, and this is what you know pushed me over the edge of, yes, we can talk about him, other than the turning down uh, Top Gun. He has an interest in fly fishing and is being currently learning fly fishing and being taught fly fishing by his neighbor, Liam Neeson. Oh, <laughs> nice. And, uh, and so that, you know, how man that's weird is all about connectivity. So that took me over to Liam Neeson's IMDB, three, four letters I can't say, three of which I can say, actually, one of which throws me. Anyway, Liam Neeson, strangely, very boring Wikipedia page, very boring IMDB page, very boring web presence. The only thing that I can bring you about Liam Neeson, and it's at least worth two seconds of your time, is that he dated Barbara Streisand. From 91 to 92. I did not know that. Now you do. And uh, he also, also a very tall gentleman. Yes. I believe he's 6'4". Yes, that tracks. So that's two tall gentlemen fly fishing out by the water. He was a boxer as a teenager in Northern Ireland, as you can probably imagine. He kind of has that face. And part of the reason why he has that face is because he did get his nose broken when yeah. he was 15 and didn't get it properly set again and uh, gave up wrestling shortly thereafter in a championship when he blacked out and said, I'm not going to do this anymore. And now he makes like six trashy action movies a year. Yeah. All taken one, taken two, taken 24, taken 56. Yeah. He's got a movie out in theaters right now. If you can believe it, it's kind of a secret. Don't tell anybody, but oh, yeah? uh, it totally exists. You know, I don't know anybody who has seen it and I'm not sure I know anybody who ever will see it, but it exists. What's it called? It's called memory, which is ironic because oh, you will immediately it. forget that. <laughs> um, Liam Neeson, interesting guy, um, talented actor. I, well, you know, um, interesting in that, like, he's kind of an unusual box office draw as he approaches, you know, I would say old age. I mean, he's almost in his 70s if he's not there yet. And yet the past, you know, 15 years, he has kind of reinvented himself as everybody's dad's favorite. No, everybody's granddad's favorite right? action star. And he's um, just out there searching for people's daughters. and which is, which is bizarre considering, you know, where he sort of made his star. But, you know, early in his career, he shows up in like Excalibur and Crawl yeah. and like – you know, he, he's in Rob Roy, so it's not like he's completely foreign. Um, like, action territory is not completely foreign to him. But, I mean, you know, lead of Schindler's List, which is not thought of as, like, you know, a big action epic or anything like that. He did go out for the role of the giant, though, and I think Princess Bride. Oh, wow. And got laughed out of the room. Yeah, because Andre the Giant right. is a not... literal giant. <laughs> he's he's. They're like, you're not as tall as you think you are, dude. Anyway... Um, that's well, what I have for you Matthew today. Modine, who is currently shooting Christopher Nolan's new movie Oppenheimer with everybody else in Hollywood, and will soon, theoretically, or so they, they say, pop up in the new season of Stranger Things, which is yeah. exciting because he's a you know villainous character in that show. 
Um, very excited for the new season of Stranger yeah. Things. Well, we probably won't ever talk about him again, but there you go. Bye, Matthew Modine. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Side Talks. We're your own personable, personable, personal. I really screwed that one up, but we just keep rolling keep here. Keep rolling. Right? Keep it going. We're your own personal cinematic 2018 and 2020. Two great years. And based on my little flub right there, I'm stuck clearly with being 2020. Oh, I'm terribly sorry to hear that. <laughs> uh, 2020. Congratulations, uh, 2018. Year that started bad and somehow got worse. <laughs> Believe it or not. Oh, man. Um, bad, bad year. 2018, fine. It was all right. Yeah, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, so I'll take that. Um, Thanks to Revelator Coffee. Our wonderful sponsor, serving delicious and necessary life-giving coffee in downtown Birmingham. I see your little carafe, your little thermos, your little... Has that got Revelator Coffee it in it? It does, or? and I wish it did, though, because Lord knows we I could use some. this afternoon pick-me-up. Uh, and thanks, of course, as always, to our friends here at Boutwell Studios for putting this show together. Thanks, Brad. They're the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else do we say here? Sidewalkfest.com or at Sidewalk Film on social media. That's where you can see what's playing at the Sidewalk Cinema. I don't remember when this episode's coming out, but we've got the month of May filled locked out. Locked up. Locked up. Lots and we've got of a great calendar, stuff. finally. Yeah. I was able to lock enough stuff down. Well, I can tell you that everything, everywhere, all at once is coming back on the 20th of uh, May. And we've which, got um, yeah. uh, Pleasure, the... That's the, right. The <laughs> let's say um, some walkouts. I can't shocking, wait for some walkouts. Um, porn industry drama um, that I saw at Sundance a couple years ago. Boy, Female that is directed, of course, going to provoke some conversations. Uh, as will what I anticipate to be one of the hot horror films of summer 2022 alex garland's men opening on may 27th so you're going to want to get your tickets for all of that and more sidewalkfest.com come see a movie with us boutwell studios podcast division your words our expertise